hey, welcome to another episode of the Anxiety Wide Podcast. I'm your host, Corey. So thankful you guys are here once again for another episode. This month, it is Mental Health Awareness Month, the month of May, which is very fitting for this episode. I uh, went to Baxter, Minnesota, and uh, dropped in at CrossFit Grow and met up with a guy named David Quisberg. He is a CrossFit coach there, but he's also the founder of the Million Meter Row, which is an event to raise awareness on mental health and depression. Uh, someone that has struggled with depression himself, he kind of felt the calling to start this event. Um, it's something that had affected the youth in their community, and he just started to, decided to step up, start something to raise some money for a charity in the area. So on this episode, we talk about how that started. We talked a little bit about his own struggles with depression, how he ended up opening up and discussing it with other people. And then we also talk a little bit of CrossFit. Um, He's actually going to be competing in the Granite Games here coming up in June on a team. And then, uh, yeah, we go over all that stuff. and, And then we talk about how important it is to continue the conversation, both as a community but then with other people in your life on a daily basis, there's, there's so many people out there that can be a resource for you. And the important thing is to start the conversation. It doesn't have to be super uh, large and grandiose and big scale. Little things add up over time, and those little things are what are going to get you to a point where you're going to be healing, you're going to be doing better, and eventually you're going to look back and see how many steps forward you have taken And that's what it's all about, is taking a step forward every day and taking these steps that are going to get you to a healing point. And we discuss how community can be involved in that and discuss the event. And we're also going to be doing this in CrossFit ELC in Morris, Minnesota. So thank you for joining me. David Quisberg, Millimeter Row, coming up here. Here we go. All right, we're here at CrossFit Grow in Baxter, Minnesota with David Quisberg. Want to say hi to the people, Dave? Hey, guys. How's it going? Uh, we just got done doing a partner workout here, and I tried to keep up with David, which I didn't do a very good job of. Mutual. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we're here, CrossFit Grow. We're going to talk about the Million Meter Row. But first, why don't you uh, give us the elevator spiel on, on who you are, man? All right. Sounds good. Uh, so... Like Corey said, my name is David. Um, here in Baxter, I've been here for almost my whole life. I took a little six, seven-year stint to see what it's like outside this world, mm-hmm. and uh, it, I realized I want to come back. So, found a wife and then brought her back here. So, um, we have four kids. Been up here for almost ten years now, and um, been doing this CrossFit deal for about uh, almost four years, and um, it's really opened up um, a new haven for me to be able to. Um, I don't know, kind of figure out my life and, and uh, get a really good community around me. And i um, been coaching now for a couple of years, too. And, yeah, I don't know. Cool. Cool, yeah, so where did you, you move to when you took off? Uh, so I did a year in Montana. Um, okay. Did school out there. I realized I'm not very good at school away from home. <laughs> uh, so I came back uh, and then kind of did the tour on the cities, co- uh, community college. Graduated from Augsburg College down oh, okay. in the cities. And, Lived in Hopkins for a couple of years. And right on. Back here. Yeah, so I, I live in Morris now, and I, I moved to Iowa 
and I did the same thing. I went down there to, to find a wife and brought, brought her back <laughs> to Morris now. We've been in Morris for about two years. Um, and, you know, I've been doing the CrossFit thing for about six years and coaching for five myself. Um, and I found the same thing is that the community is the thing that keeps bringing me back. And, you know, one of the reasons we're here is to talk about um, kind of a community event that you started with the Million Meter Row. Um, and, you know, it's, a, it's to raise awareness for mental health, it's to raise awareness for depression. And so maybe uh, to start, give us kind of like the impetus of, of how the event started or how you got involved in that. And then uh, we can kind of talk a little bit more about the specifics of the event. But how, how did it get started and um, where does that fit in for, for you and your timeline? Sure. I, um, so it started last year and really it started because of this community up here. We, um, we got hit super hard just with the youth in this area. Mm. Um, and it just it sparked that inside of me. I, I know I've struggled with depression um, for quite a while. Uh, after me with the doctor stuff, I realized it's probably been over 20 years. Oh, wow. Um, but it's, uh, you know, I didn't really know what it was until my wife really, you know, she dealt with me for so long. Yeah. And like, you, you need to go get help. Yeah, so, wives have a way of doing that, right? Yeah, so, I mean, for me, it was just living life how I thought people live life. And, you know, I thought everyone went through those super lows for mm-hmm. a long time, and you just had to get through it, you know. Um but then I realized after going to the doctor and talking with them that you know, this isn't normal. Mm-hmm. Um, this isn't well. This isn't how it's supposed to be. I should right. say, um, it in a way it's more normal than you think because so many people are living right. like this. But um, but you don't have to, and that, that's what I really learned. And um, so with what our community is going through, I realized I I, just, I can't stand on the sideline anymore. Um, I have too many friends and families that I know that were just being affected. So, um, so I went to our, our gym owner here and just talked to him and said, Hey, can I, I'd really like to do a community event and asked him if he'd be willing to allow me to use his facility and with my passion of CrossFit and, and rowing and knowing that rowing is something anyone can do. I said, Hey, let's do a rowing event. Um, and so we, we picked a, um, a, a nonprofit for, um, mental health in our area and decided to raise as many uh dollars as we could for them and we said well how many meters should we do well, let's shoot for a million so that's that's kind of how it all kind of came together yeah, that's fantastic you know and and um when we we're before we started here we were kind of talking about how the crossfit community and you know when we do workouts there's there's a lot of mutual suffrage and um with mental health i think there's a lot of that except it's not talked about it's not shared it's not something that you do with someone else you know you kind of suffer in silence whether it's, you know, a depressed state or, or an anxious state. Um, but the good thing is that, you know, you ended up going to get help. And I think that, you know, part of what I, I try to, you know, encourage people to do all the time is to talk about it. And, you know, one of the reasons I came up here is that this is a, an opportunity to continue to spread the word about the event, but also to continue to spread the word about mental health. And it, it's, it's interesting because nobody's um, experience is the same, you know, but the feeling that you have when you're isolated or the feeling that you have when you feel like you're the only one, you know, having this issue, it's, uh, it's, it's very um, relatable to everyone. And so uh, in that, what, what are some of the things that you do at the event to kind of help spread the word of mental health or um, what are some of the things that happen at these events that um, people can look forward to when they do come? Sure. So uh, last year we had... Um 
couple of people hanging out here. They had uh, boards up with um, just some diagrams and stuff like that. Um, the biggest, most powerful one is, I mean, you can even search on Google right now is um, uh, Mayo Clinic Depression uh, CAT Scanner or something like that. And it shows the two different brains and mm-hmm. active activity. And so they had that and it, was, it just opened um, an avenue to be able to talk about it. Um, and just not hiding the fact that this is a mental awareness event. Mm-hmm. Um, as soon as people came, it was uh, just a way to start talking to people about it. Um, and ever since I started talking about it, it um, I just have had a wave of people that have just approached me. And whether it be a, hey, thank you, I know my son or my daughter or my husband or my wife or so-and-so. Uh, or myself struggles um, as well, and so I just appreciate. It. I'm like, well, oh, that's great. Let's keep talking, mm-hmm. and it, it just opens an avenue to be able to start talking about it. Um, you know, a lot of the messages come through Facebook, so as much as I can get out there and just spread the word about yep. it, um, I get more people coming to me and talking about it. And then it's it's a way for me, like, okay, hey, have you talked to a doctor mm-hmm. or something like that, and or a friend or someone just to get the the word going, and um, and so. When, when we get here, uh, we just really talk to the families too. And, you know, that's the thing is so many parents right now are struggling with how do I, you know, I think my kids are, and it's like, well, great. And that, if you're seeing that and thinking maybe that's a perfect step to go check it out. That's the I mean, opportunity it, right there. Yep. Yeah. It, it's very um, easy to go start a conversation. Yep. I mean, it, it doesn't have to be this mythical conversation you have to have. It, it's very earth shattering. Hey, how you doing? Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, yep. and, and, and just starting there. Yep. Yep. And, uh, you know, that's the thing is that any any step forward is still a step forward. Mm-hmm. And um, I was going to ask you a question, but I can't remember it now. Um, when uh, So let's say someone is going to come to the event. What, what are they going to see when they, they see the event? Um, uh, a lot of sweaty people. <laughs> uh, no, so uh, as long as the weather permits, we have a tent outside and we have a bunch of rowers outside. So when you first come up, it, it just looks like a fun event. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year we had a dunk tank, um, and we're probably going to do that again this year. Um, Sweet. It's more so for the athletes because after they're done rowing, yeah, not necessarily athlete, anyone, whoever's rowing, after you are done rowing, it's kind of nice to get dunked. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like we might actually have one too. Yeah, it's awesome. It, <laughs> it awesome. is fun, and the kids love it. You yeah, know? Um, and then we have a bunch of yard games, and so it, it just looks like a, a picnic is mm-hmm. what it looks like. Uh, we have a grill and brats going and stuff like that. And, um, so it's just people hanging out, um, high-fiving each other, um, cheering each other on, rowing, getting sweaty, um, and then just a lot of conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and I like that, that kind of atmosphere because I think with mental health, it becomes such a serious thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and you've probably listened to this. I don't take myself too seriously. Um, when I'm helping someone else, obviously I take what they're saying seriously, but, you know, it can be something that, we know that some of the things that we think are ridiculous mm-hmm. and why not laugh at that because it is so ridiculous um at the time it seems like the end of the world um but like in an event like this you can say well we can still talk about something serious but also have fun and i know what i was going to ask you is like when you know when you started doing this it's probably the same thing that happened with this podcast is people come out of the woodwork mm-hmm. and um i mentioned to to david here before we started that since I've started this, there's so many people that have mentioned something that they themselves are struggling or they know someone that's struggling or have a son or a daughter. And the thing about it is it just reaffirms that talking about this is so important because there are people that you probably walk by every day that could be ready to jump or they're on their worst day or they're, 
um, you know, making that decision to do something dumb, but your interaction with them could completely change their day. And so, you know, some of those people that have reached out, what, what are some that have surprised you the most? It was the question I was going to ask you, because for me, it's some of the people that I look at or used to look at as um, super successful, have everything together. There's no way that they would have a problem. And they're the ones that sometimes struggle the most. For so sure. for you, what's, what's some of the ones that have surprised you? Um, yeah, it's, it's definitely been some of the people that um, I interact with almost on a daily basis, too. Um, it, it, there is no physical outside appearance typically that resonates with mental health. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, anyone walking around, like you said, could be struggling mm -hmm. at that moment. And, and so um, the biggest thing is, is just being able to talk about it. And so, yeah, the last person you would ever think is struggling is probably the person that's going to tell you the first mm -hmm. after you tell them. Yep. I mean, they'll be like, yeah, I've been struggling the same way. And your mind would just be blown. It's like, yep. what? Yeah. <laughs> I've been looking to you for my rock. And now, <laughs> yeah. But um, at the same time, it's like as soon as I opened up, it, it has opened a whole new world where, um, you know, if I am struggling, people recognize that now in me. And, and I don't get the, I don't get away with saying I'm fine anymore mm -hmm. um, from whether it be my wife or friends or kind anyone. of sucks, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. But, but it's so awesome though, yeah. because now I don't have to struggle alone right. in isolation. I'm not allowed to almost right. in a way like people will sit there and be like, um, Hey, let's go get coffee, yeah. you know? And, and then they pull me aside and, and it, that's such a freeing thing mm -hmm. too, you know, and, and just having that accountability is, is yeah. huge. That's the thing I found too, is that, you know, most people, um, had no idea for me, you know, I'm, I'm usually very happy go lucky and all outward appearances have it all put together. And when I started talking about it, it was like, what you really, I'm like, yeah, like, yeah. it, yeah, it was really bad. And then, uh, like now my wife could tell right away if something's up and she was on here too. And she just kind of gives me mm -hmm. a little space so I can actually process it. But you know, some of those people that seem to have it put together, like, you look at Robin Williams, like mm -hmm. someone that really struggled with depression. You know, now he had, he had some neurological stuff going on too as well, but you just never know. And, and that's, that's why I always encourage people to um, kindness first. And that's the first rule in our house is kindness. And you just never know. Um, so we're, we're planning on doing this as well on June 9th. Um, as of right now, I think we're going to have 11 rowers. Um, there's, I think there's six coaches. And so six of those coaches are going to have teams. Oh, awesome. And then depending upon how much, how many dollars we have to donate, um, we'll determine how many we row. Um, but then also we're going to have drop-ins where people can do 25 bucks for 25 minutes. Cool. And then, um, we're also going to do some tents. I'm actually going to set up my podcast and try to interview a few people. Um, we're going to have a couple of the mental health services from the area come. There is a drop-in center that I found out here recently in our hometown and then the other one we're going to donate to is the local university as a student health services um, area for mental health and so for you guys like what's the what's the um the uh charity or whatever you will sure. um that you guys are planning on donating to for the event uh so this year uh the charity's name is called smiles for jake uh which is um it's it's a family friend in a way that um his family has been really affected last year. Um, his son uh, took his own life, unfortunately, and uh, it was just 
It's one of those things, like you said, you never know what that one life event could mm-hmm. be. It could be, you know, I mean, their big thing is it, it could be a high five, you know. I yep. mean, just give that kid a high five. You never know. It could change someone's course. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're a huge uh, movement that is just trying to, you know, um, give those high fives to anyone that anyone <laughs> needs them, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, you know, and they're, another big focus for them is, is to create these events where um, your head's not stuck in the phone. Um, and so I know they're trying to put together a big picnic um, that, you know, phones will basically be banned. I mean, okay, snap a picture, but put it away, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, it, it's about the interactions in life, and, and that's a really big focus for them. Um, and so we're, we're teaming up with Smiles for Jake this year. Um, yeah. Cool. Cool, that's a great one. Um, you know, and, and one of the main reasons I started this podcast was when my, my own son started to struggle. It's like I got to do something that, you know, like not to memorialize like me right. if something would happen to me, but just so it's out there permanently, mm-hmm. um, you know, because, you know, if the aliens come and get me or whatever, he's still going to have something to listen to from me. But um, I always knew that there was more that I could do. I hated blogging, um, you know, with a full-time job. I have, a, I have a hard time finding time for one-on-one coaching anymore. Um but do you find, like, in your personal life, do you find that, like, your kids or anybody, like, any of your friends that you, now that you've started talking about it, they have, like, like, it's almost, for me, it's like, now that people know this is out there, it's like, it's like a doorway that they're going to come and talk to me if something's going on. Have you found the same thing for, for yeah. yourself? Yeah, definitely. Um, and, you know, after listening to a couple of your, your podcasts and stuff, listening about your son and it made me really refocus on my kids like okay am I missing something mm-hmm. you know and and it made me a little bit more hyper focused just to see and um not to think that anything has stood out yet but right. um but it's just been that hyper focus you know on, on, on yeah. yeah on those around you and um making sure that you know you're watching out for your loved ones mm-hmm. and stuff like that and and so that has created anything and even with um people at work or friends and and mm-hmm. everything it, it does and I mean it, you don't have to be a best friend with someone to, you know, just say, "Hey, how's yeah. it going?" And then don't let them, don't let them go with a, "Yeah, I'm fine." Yeah, you know, that's the biggest thing that I think we all struggle with is, yep. "Okay, I'm off the hook." They said they're fine, <laughs> yeah, you know, right. and and yeah. um, but unfortunately, once you do start talking about it, yeah, you don't get to get off the hook anymore. No. So well, and it's and it's kind of the reason I did it, you know, is because mm-hmm. I was able to hide for so many years and and just with all outward appearances be fine, um, and, and and it is that awareness of just okay. Not that my son struggles all the time, but when he does struggle, it was different. And I'm like, okay, I know what that is. Um, but the thing that I found too is that you don't have to, it doesn't have to be an intentional act to change someone's day. It can just be your um, leading by example. Sure. And for me, it's always, I just try to be up, you know, and be happy because I've spent too much time being mm-hmm. down and depressed, which, you know, with someone that like yourself that has struggled with depression, you know what that's like. Yeah. And, and it doesn't have to be any earth-shattering act of, you know, God or anything like mm-hmm. that. It just has to be simple things. And those simple things add up. And, you know, the simplest things can have the biggest impact in anybody's life, just like this type of event. And so, um, you know, as far as, as CrossFit goes, when you get into a community that is always there, well, not I shouldn't say always there, but for the most part, they're there to lift you up. And mm-hmm. just like what we got done at the end of the workout here, everybody's clapping for you. There is that community in mental health that people are going to lift you up. For sure. But you have to open the door to that conversation. Mm-hmm. And so what kind of conversations are you having with people at these events that, um, that you, 
would like people to know, like when they come, what are we going to be talking about? Sure. Uh, so the biggest thing is taking that fear away of the unknown, um, whether it be the unknown or, or just thinking, I mean, cause there's a lot of fear. You think of doctors, you think of all these different things and, um, I mean, TV, unfortunately, portrays a really bad image of depression and mental health and anxiety and stuff. And it's always the worst case scenarios you see on TV. So right. that, unfortunately, is where a lot of us get our image of what's going to happen if I start talking about this. Mm. You know, I'm going to go to the hospital. I'm going to be there for a weekend, a week. And it's like, yeah. no, no, you're going to go. You'll, you know, maybe you'll set up an appointment for to talk with someone. And, mm-hmm. um, and it, it gets you on a path, at least. Um, so when you come here and we start talking, it's going to be, you know, a lot of times it's talking about my own experience um, because then it, it gives them an experience to know that it, it's not that bad. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not that frightening. It's something that, you know, it, it's for the better. I mean, it really is. And, um, and just the difference, I try to tell them what the difference between my life before and after um, talking with doctors, um, getting on medication, all that kind of stuff. And, 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 and just the difference in my life and then if they don't believe me or if it's um you know someone that may interact with my wife a little bit better then I'll, I'll point them to her because um you know she's the one that experiences it almost more more worse than I do because mm-hmm. she has to deal with me <laughs> yeah, right. um and and I look back and there were times you know before I went to the doctor I can remember there was a couple times towards the end where man I put her through some bad weeks yep. um I mean she just struggled with dealing with me like she was just like who is this guy yeah. I mean he's he's worthless yeah not really but you know yeah. what I mean I mean he's like I come home I'm zoned out I look like a zombie I just you know and 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 she knew that wasn't me mm-hmm. you know and so she worried big time and ever since then now it's like having her in my corner has been a huge thing and mm-hmm. then you know so she can go on the other side of it and talk to a spouse or a friend of someone else right. and be like hey you know this changed our family's life yeah. and and it's just encouragement from all directions yeah i can definitely relate to that too you know my wife's not someone that has dealt with anxiety mm-hmm. um you know she's she's particular we'll say on, on how she has things lined up but i mean nothing to the extent that i've dealt dealt with and and it's it's fantastic it's a good team to have you know mm-hmm. like yourself and your wife because they, they get both sides and so like families that would come or, or couples that will come will have someone that can talk on both sides whether you're the person that that is, is dealing with the issue or from a spouse or boyfriend or, or family member um, and so it's, it's it'll be good for you to come and, and check it out um, get some information and uh, one thing that I found too is that uh, you know families you know i don't know if it's like hereditary or you know inherited or anything like that but uh you know our our little bit of our extended family has you know since i've started this has had anxiety issues Mm -hmm. um whether that's like my mom's family grew up you know in in a difficult family environment whereas i grew up in a very loving environment and so i don't i don't know if the environment has so much to do with it or like your dna you know or your your genetics have anything to do with it but it is it is relatable through through family members and um, I think our CrossFit community does a good job of, of acting like that family with the support and so that's why I love how the mental health side of things can pair with a CrossFit gym because that support in a CrossFit gym is, is so so great um, you know and have you found that as well as like pairing up the mental health side of things with with the CrossFit has been really successful so far. Oh, for sure. Um, I mean, 
I'm not allowed to take a week off because my wife won't let me yeah. uh, because of how much of an impact that, I mean, this community has on me. Um, I mean, working out in general, that's such a huge thing um, for anyone struggling with mm-hmm. a mental. I mean, any, it doesn't have to be, you don't have to be struggling with something. I mean, it just helps you um, mentally, period. Mm-hmm. And, and so just getting out there and doing something helps. But then I haven't found a community like a CrossFit community. Right. And I know we get all those funny um, memes or, or whatever about CrossFit communities. But the cult it, of CrossFit. Yeah. <laughs> it, but it, it, it in a way it is a cult for a reason because you um i don't know it's such if you haven't experienced it you, you're not gonna be able to explain it to right. someone but um and the moment you start talking about it, whoever you're talking to is going to start smiling because they know exactly, exactly what you're talking, what talking about, about. It, it, yeah. it lifts you up the person next to you no matter what um it's like you said at the end of our workout today um it doesn't matter if you come in first if you come in last everyone around you is cheering you mm-hmm. on um and, and it just puts a smile on your face. There's, yeah. There, it doesn't matter. Yeah, and I found that with, with the mental health stuff too is that if you're brave enough to openly discuss it and openly talk to someone that cares about you, they're going to be that same type of person to clap for you, to pick you up, to cheer you on, to not try to fix it, but to be that shoulder for you to mm-hmm. lean on. And, and I think that's, you know, there's such a stigma with, with that stuff that it's so hard and you're already feeling down. You don't want to admit that you're struggling because then it leaves you even more vulnerable and I think once you do it and you might might agree with this or not but like once I did it it was like well that wasn't that bad mm-hmm. why the heck did I wait so long to oh, even for talk sure. about it <laughs> you know, I was struggling by myself for so long that um, uh, do you as a CrossFit coach um, do you find that I mean obviously we talk about movement we talk about you know intensity we talk about you know, functional fitness, but I found in, in my day-to-day coaching too, that there is this other mental health component to it. Not necessarily like an intentional, like I'm going to fix that person's depression or that person's anxiety, but everybody comes into the gym with carrying a little bit of weight. Mm -hmm. Have you found that, you know, through coaching that that's a way to kind of continue to help people with their mental health? Oh, definitely. Um, you know, one of the biggest joys I get out of coaching, I only coach a few classes a week, but it's, um, you know, it, it's kind of my goal even every day is just if I can get everyone around me to smile once, mm-hmm. that, that's a huge, just a fun goal to have. And coaching is no less. I mean, sometimes there are people that come in here, like you said, you're carrying too much weight yep. um, mentally or something. And then they come in here and they get, you know, it's cleans and like, oh, darn it. <laughs> or snatches. And there's like, all right, mentally defeated already. He's yeah. like, no, all right, we're going to get one part of this. You know, we're going to hit those high extensions mm-hmm. real quick. And then and then just, you know, um, cheering them on and celebrating with them when they hit that movement that one time. Mm-hmm. And, and because you know what it feels like when you hit that movement yeah. the right way the first time. And it's like so much joy. And so when you can do, when you can take the person's mind off of whatever they brought in here mm-hmm. and just focus on one thing and then celebrate a win, yeah. Um, it can go so far and just watching the person smile after they get that win is, is that's so much joy for yeah. me. So. And you can almost see them getting lighter you know, mm-hmm. and like kind of releasing some of that weight. And that's the, the it's such a correlate to your day to day interactions with other people. Like you can kind of see when people are carrying some heavy stuff. And so those, that's your opportunity when you can tell that someone is, is struggling or you can see that they're carrying weight is that's the opportunity right there to, you know, try to put light a little spark in their day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for me, it's, that's my thing, too, is, like, kind of who, 
can I get that person to smile at least once in the class that I'm in? You know, Pat Sherwood does a good job of that. You know, make it the best hour of your day. You yeah. Know, leave sure. it all in the gym and then go home and, and you know, be happy. Um, <clears throat> so a few rapid fire questions that we, we tend to do here on the podcast that since I started doing, well, since Kate anyways. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, oh yeah. So let's tell, talk about the Grant Games. Yeah. You're going to compete in the Grant Games. Yeah. I forgot all about that. <laughs> so you're going to do team. Yep. Uh, intermediate, scaled. Uh, we're doing a uh, scaled masters. Scaled masters. Yeah. Nice. Oh, your masters? Yeah. I never would have guessed that. How old yeah. are you? I'm 35. You're so 35? First okay. year masters. So you're first yeah. year masters. Okay. <laughs> cool. And, and uh, team of three? Yep. Guys? Okay. And when is that? Uh, so it's the weekend after Memorial. Uh, so it's the 31st through the 2nd. It's competition days. Yeah. So you're going to use it back on the Murph? Uh, yes, uh, but one of the other guys on the team and I, we're going to probably do it after the games at yeah. some point. We'll, yeah. we'll do our own Murph day. Yeah, I'm not, I don't know. I don't know if my forearms can handle that again, <laughs> but I'm definitely not doing the weight vest. I tried that the other day, and I was like, nope, <laughs> not happening. I might do it on, like, the I, – I row. I don't run because it blows up my hips. Oh, but, sure. Um, well, cool. Well, good luck. We'll, we'll see you there. I'm going to come there. We got a, I got a classmate of mine that's going to be participating that's in awesome. 40 to 45 because okay. I'm 41. So. Yeah. I'm an old master. Um, <laughs> all right, rapid fire. Here we go. So what are your two or three favorite CrossFit movements? Oh, um, front squat and uh, probably power clean. Power cleans? Yeah. Cool. You're one of the rare people that love front I squats. Do. I do. I don't know why. <laughs> That's I, awesome. There's something wrong with me mentally. No, 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 no. It's, no uh, I do. I do enjoy them. Yeah. What, what are... Uh, like one or two of your favorite like um, benchmark workouts. Uh, Annie is probably my number one, um, and I do like Murph. I don't do know you? why, I I, but I do. Yeah, it's, I uh, think I like the event more so than the actual workout. Sure. Like what you know, cause we're this year we're, with Murph, we're doing uh, we're having some military guys come. We're actually bringing some guys from like the senior living facilities. Oh, super cool! So they're gonna be wearing all their stuff, and then. Uh, we're gonna have like a fire truck up, and then some of the the local people from the armory as well. But just it's just a cool event. Yeah. Um, so what is your one or two favorite workout songs? Ooh, um, my number one is probably gonna be "Prove It" by Crowder. Hmm. Um, it's just got a really nice thump. Thump to it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it gets you going, and um, and lyric. I like the lyrics too. So uh, that's probably number one. And then, um, man, we have a. 90s workout mix here that yes. you know it's got vanilla ice mc hammer it's got a crisscross <laughs> you know uh, so when that comes on it just brings back good memories and and getting nice motivated yeah with any of that yeah stuff. we did a we did a 2000 hip-hop mix the other day and it was like nelly and yeah all those songs. it was great <laughs> it was fun yeah all right um what describe what you see as a healthy mentality in the gym uh being coachable um coming in and and just letting yourself be coachable um i mean it, this is the time the one thing i love about crossfit is is that uh you can check out here i mean you can really come in here and just let the coach push you around mm -hmm. and just do do what you're told to do mm -hmm. and um i like that freeingness of yeah. being able to be told what to do yep and, and letting the, allowing the coach to build you up yeah yeah okay and then uh, describe what you see as a healthy mentality in life um, it, it's, so one thing I learned through my, some of my therapy sessions was, you know, when you do have those, those hard moments or something, anxiety that comes on and it's just this weird 
like situation that you also create in your head. Mm-hmm. It's stopping myself, pulling out and just holding it there, basing my, in my hand, identifying it mm-hmm. and then moving on from there. And so for me, um, a really important part is to be able to not carry that with me, mm. but to identify and move past it. Um, that's a huge, huge thing for me in life is just to be able to identify right. and move past. Yeah. Like, like, um, not allowing it to be a speed bump, oh, but like sure. maybe like a stop sign mm-hmm. evaluate and like what's coming, right. what, which direction do I need to go mm-hmm. and then moving forward. That's a huge thing for me is I would skip past that stuff because it was so painful yep. and it accumulated mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you go off a cliff, yep. you know, and then you're like, oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that was the rapid fire. Um, anything else you want to, you want to chat about, about the event or, um, anything like that? Sure. Uh, a couple of things, I guess, first and foremost, when talking about, um, someone that maybe or may not be thinking about talking about their anxiety or depression or something like that um i know one big thing is um our parents i have a hard time um you know because i know my parents right away when i came um out talking about my um depression and stuff they were like what did we do wrong you know and and they didn't do anything like you said i came from very loving home Mm -hmm. um and 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 they didn't do anything Mm -hmm. i mean they didn't it wasn't their fault right. if you will or anything like that it point. just it's just something i came struggled with and um so if you're a parent whose children may or may not be struggling um don't beat yourself up because it wasn't your fault mm-hmm. um but come alongside yeah. and, and as a parent and you see your kids maybe starting to struggle um just go to their side mm-hmm. big time um and if you are a child that's struggling and your parents don't seem to be struggling um it's still okay to talk to your parents. Right. Um, and the biggest thing too, is if you're younger, um, and your parents won't listen, make sure that you do find an adult or someone that can help you, mm-hmm. um, that will listen to you. Cause th- I mean, we're in that weird generational changeover where, yeah. um, there's a generation doesn't understand it. And, right. and, and I hope we can get to them, but you know, if we don't, we still, there are people that do understand and just finding that trusted adult. Yeah. Um, that's a huge thing right now with kids. Yep. And there's an abundance of adults out there. Oh, And if definitely. it's not adults, find a, an older, you know, person that's in school or find an older person that you know. Mm-hmm. Or just keep looking. Yeah. And, and that's a fantastic point is, you know, I, you know, being that my mom was a social worker, oh, I struggled yeah. to talk to her. Mm-hmm. And more so because I was scared that she would see right through what was going on and yeah. be like, this is what the, you know, this is what you need to deal with. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't ready to deal with it. Yeah. So... I didn't go to her right away, but once I did, it was so freeing and it was so like liberating. And I immediately felt light because I knew that that was, I basically like submitted instead of this, okay, I need to deal with the stuff that's going on. Even though I was in such a loving home, you know, I, I did this, I did, I mean, I did it to myself basically through like an error in my thinking. And and like you said, not identifying, identifying and dealing with those things as they came up, I would skip past them. Mm Mm-hmm. And so that's a fantastic point. So, and it's hard because as a you know, if you're struggling with anxiety, you're creating this hor- like, okay, I got to talk to my parents, and all of a sudden you come up with ten horrible scenarios. Yes. That, Worst case scenario. I mean, they're like they're gonna pick me up and bring me outside and leave me out. <laughs> what? No, yeah. they're not. But it, you know, but you come up with those. You mm-hmm. do, and so it's super hard. And, and even if you just talk to a friend, and I've heard a lot of people actually nowadays, the kids. Um, they're starting to text, you know, mm. they're texting their parents or they're texting the dog. And that, that crisis hotline is such a, you, you can text it, you know, and, mm-hmm. and that's a great way to practice talking to an adult because yep. it's completely anonymous. I mean, there's, n- I mean, there's no strings attached mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. So you can practice talking to someone 
that way before you even talk to your parent or a trusted adult. So, and, that, and that's when I, when I started opening up, I went on to an online forum on healingwell.com. They had one on anxiety and they have a chat room. Hmm. And I just would, I would sit there and read them before yeah. I even start participating. And, you know, like it was, it was just a test run. Like, can I even actually talk about this? For because sure. talking about it would create more anxiety, yeah. you know, and create more stories. And, you know, <laughs> start to snowball. But yeah. that's, a, yeah, that's a great idea, too. Um, so, so. Uh, so talking about the event again, it, it's, um, you know, we're, we're, we have, I think we're going to have about 12 to 14 rowers on site. Uh, we have two individuals that are going to be competing to get over 100,000 meters each. Uh, we have two guys that are going to be doing 50 miles, which is about 80,000 meters. Um, my goal is a marathon, so that's about 42,000, I think. Wait, 50 miles? 50 miles. On the rower? On the rower. Like so, they're going to partner it up or they're going to No, do they're going to do individual. They're going to oh do it God. side by side. So, uh, so, yeah, we have a few guys that are just going to go for the... Ballers. Yeah, so... Um, <laughs> But it's super cool. We also have um, awesome. a bunch of the service departments in the area. Uh, the fire department challenge all the other service departments. So they're going to be teams of four, and they're going to come out and mm. see who can row the most in a half hour. Um, and then we just have a bunch of other people that are just kind of a lot of families. And, and now the people that are actually not a part of the gym are starting to sign up too. And so it's just really cool to see the community finally starting to come mm-hmm. together. Um, but, yeah, so we're shooting for about 200 people to come out. Uh, to row whether it be uh, individuals or families um, and that's the other thing I love about this event is it's such a family thing mm-hmm. my, my son last year my youngest son he was four and he rode with us oh, yeah, sweet. Um, yeah so I mean this is something anyone can do and yeah. that's what I love about this event is um, it, it, it's it can still be okay it's at CrossFit gym so it's so intimidating it's not though because right. you just jump on a rower mm-hmm. and I mean whether you could go 10 meters right you know and you're and that's fine you can participate you know, that yeah way, yep. you just you just come you sit on a rower for a little bit and, yeah. and have fun and really anybody can roll it's I mean, so true you can sit down yeah. you can roll yeah. uh yeah and i mean i've seen um some of the instagram stories from you guys where i mean we had a, a individual last year who just had knee surgery and put her knee or leg up on a skateboard, skateboard and, yeah. and started rowing so yeah. um i mean just like anything else in CrossFit, you can scale this. Mm-hmm. So we can scale to wherever you're at and help you out, and, and we'll just get you on a rower and have fun. And um, If you want to row for a half hour, great. If you want to row for five minutes, that's fine too. Or if we'll you want to do 50 miles. Yeah, come on, do 50 miles. <laughs> yeah, and that's awesome. Well, and I know at our event we're going to have you know some information there too. So you know, it, it's a good place to come find some information if you're not sure what's going on with yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, just to grab some resources and you know I've talked about it a lot on the show is like you can only perceive your life to the level of knowledge that you have and this could be a good event to grab some knowledge um, to help yourself heal and to connect with some people that you might be able to talk about um, so for like as far as social media and, and connecting with your guys's event if, mm-hmm. if there's people local to you know Baxter Brainerd area where do they contact you or how do they find information on the million meter row sure so uh we have a Facebook. It's just uh, you go to Facebook and Million Meters Row. Um, uh, we're on Instagram, Million Meters Row. Uh, both of them are at Million Meters Row, I think. Um, and then uh, if you want to sign up, you can either go through either of those avenues. Our profile on Instagram has a link to it, um, or go through Facebook and you can sign up that way. Or you can go to eventbrite.com and search Million Meters mm-hmm. Row and find us on there. Cool. And CrossFit Grow, does it, do they have a link on the website for this too as well? Yep, if okay. you go to CrossFit Grow, um, you can you can find us through there too. Cool. Cool, yep. 
Yep, and I'll, I'll post the links to the, the Million Meters row and also David's um, if he wants me to. <laughs> His personal information as well, so yeah, you can contact him if you got Please any do. questions. Um, you got anything else for people? Uh, I don't think so. Just uh, make sure you get out there and, and uh, help the person next to you because mm-hmm. you don't know what they're going through. Awesome. Well, I appreciate it, man. It's been it's been a treat. It's uh, It's been fun to have try to chase you and let you kick my butt here in the workout and i was just trying to keep up with you man. <laughs> yeah, it was good fun, uh, that was chat fun. With you on the podcast we might have to do it again and do uh maybe do a recap of the event and yeah. see how it went and get some numbers for people and you know if nothing else you guys have a peaceful morning afternoon or evening keep coming back guys we're gonna figure this out we'll see, see you later you.